Welcome to Connect FBC, our weekly podcast keeping you in the know. Let's join our hosts now to find out what's happening with FBC. Hello, it's Tuesday, September 20th, and welcome to the very first episode of Connect FBC. I am your host today, Heath Casey, and my guest is Media and Facilities Manager and all-around good guy, Alex Horvorka. Hey, hey, hey. Alex, what's going on at FBC? Man, it is a good time to be at FBC. Thanks for having me. That's right. I appreciate it. Yeah. We got the 45th anniversary coming up. Which 45 is, years. It's crazy. I know. It's a very special Sunday where we're going to celebrate all God's done over the past 45 years. We're going to have, I think, at least 10 baptisms. Wow. Praise God. Which is really cool. We actually had to get a bigger baptismal because, like, all the people getting in and out, it would take forever. So we're actually just going to, like... You throw them all in at once? Yeah, well, mostly. (laughs) Yeah, it'll it'll speed up the process. So it's a new problem to have, bigger baptismal. So, yeah, great problem to have. And we're going to have worship, Lord willing, outside. Weather looks good right now. So some say zero, some say 20, some say 30. So (laughs) we're going to go with the zero. You're talking percentage uh, of rain, not Fahrenheit. (laughs) Yeah. So no, it's going to be a great Sunday. And then we're going to have like food trucks if you want to buy food and picnic if you want to bring Bring it, you know, do whatever you want. Uh, We're going to have it for you. Should people bring uh, lawn chairs, blankets, picnics? Yes. Bring a lawn chair or a blanket or whatever you'd like to do sitting out on the lawn. Okay. So and now typically have a first service at nine and a second service at ten thirty, but this is one service one at service. ten a.m. That is correct. One service ten a.m. outside. We are going to stream it. Okay. So just that more so that we can record it. We're hoping that everyone is there. But if we can record it outside, it gives us ability to look back, maybe get some footage oh, yeah. for the next video, which the video forty fifth video is dropping this morning. Okay. So excellent. So people can see that. I know they'd see it if they were at service, but if they weren't at service, where could they see that video? They will probably see that on the app. Okay. List as as its own. Like you would find a sermon. Right. There would just be just a 45th through, anniversary yeah. video. Awesome. Yeah, I put that up on the app. I've seen it. I think Ryan put that together. It's yeah. really special. Yeah. Ryan and I, we, we duel on the, uh, on the video standpoint, like, you know, the Russo brothers do all the Marvel <laughs> stuff. The Havorka brothers. <laughs> we the Havorka brothers. We do the best stuff. That's yeah, right. No, I, it's something we both love to do. We have a, we share an office, so we get to bounce uh, ideas off each other. We're brothers, so yeah. we can push hard on each other, and it doesn't matter. So That's right. Anyway. Uh, it's so good. Uh, I asked him, I was like, where do you get some of that footage? I yeah. mean, he said he had some old VHS tapes that came across. Yeah, so I, I'm like the church historian, which is funny because I'm one of the youngest people <laughs> on staff, but I've been here my whole You've life. You've been so here your whole life. I remember right. some of this stuff, and uh, uh, I've got a box in a closet that says, do not throw away. <laughs> and it's all like uh, slide. It's a slide projector with some old slides, so old aerials oh, of the campus goodness. when they are first starting. Uh, pictures of the YMCA, which FBC yeah. started out of a YMCA. That's I don't right. know if everybody knows that, but started out of a YMCA. So we got some pictures of that. Great old VHS footage. Mm. I mean, cringy for today, but back in the day, <laughs> man, it is high quality production. I was impressed. Where did so. you find a VHS player? I had to borrow it from my parents. <laughs> <laughs> So, I love it. Yeah, are they still written uh, VHS from Redbox? <laughs> oh, yeah. no, they're not. They're not old fuddy duddies, but they, they got uh, a blockbuster car still. I remember buying it. It was like this <laughs> D- the VHS DVD combo, and it was like the only one that had HDMI and you know like regular output. Ooh. So it was fancy. fancy, and then they stopped making VHSs after that. So I know. it's pretty much the best one we could get. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I'm. I'm so excited. God really has done a lot here in the last 45 years and i think more recently like the last five years because we i mean it doesn't feel like that long ago we celebrated the 40th and yeah 
just to see all God that's done since then yep. is tangible. I mean, just driving by the place is totally different. Yeah. And this community knows we're here. Yeah. And it, it's amazing, you know, we had, when we started putting big letters out, mm-hmm. we had people start visiting the church that said, I did not even know there was a church here. <laughs> and I was like, what? what? But if you think about it, outside perspective, and we're trying to do that more, our front sign was brown. I mean, yeah. it could not blend into the <laughs> environment more, <laughs> you know, and match the building, which is great. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. you know, there was nothing to say, hey, come on in. I mean, now the building pretty much says that as you drive by. Yeah. Very welcoming. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's an outside representation of what's happening inside the church. That's right. So That's right. Oh, yeah. I mean, our, my family, we've been here 13 years and I've seen all of my kids come to Christ in this local church and be baptized. And like you said, I mean, how many baptisms we're having next Sunday? And there's like yeah. four or five from the children's ministry. I know it. Being baptized. So Mother and son, exciting. too, I think. Oh, like, so you exciting. Know, it's just amazing. The amount of dust that's being shaken off like mm. my parents have been here for all the way through and they were baptized just a couple of years ago yeah and we're believers that whole time like that's the kind of heart change that's happening yeah. here at fbc absolutely so we're gonna celebrate that we are gonna celebrate yeah very exciting anything else uh, to help people prepare for that day um just come and be ready to celebrate right? yeah be ready i mean we're we're gonna you know have a great time and hopefully neighbors hear us and you're like what's going on what's over going there on you know there? and they can Drive by and see all that God's doing is another tangible example. So we got banners that are going up all over the place for the 45th, and they'll stay up through the end of the year. So make the place smile. So just come ready to celebrate and uh, be encouraged, whether it's your first time Mm -hmm. or not. You know, you've been here forever. It doesn't matter. We want you to be a part of our church family, and we're going to celebrate that as a family. That's right. So 10 a.m., if you want to bring a lunch, bring it. Bring lawn chairs. Bring blankets. Right. There's going to be food trucks There's with lots of options available. Yeah. Some stuff for the kids. So it's going to be a fun, exciting time. Thank you, Alex, yeah. uh, for joining me today Thanks and telling us about the 45th. And so let's celebrate. We'll All see right. you then. And now it's time for the weekly chat. Welcome to the weekly chat. I'm your host today, Heath Casey, and joining me is our lead pastor and Dallas Cowboys football fan, Eric Bryan. Oh, don't don't start that way. That's it's going to prove disastrous, Eric. Thank you for joining me today. I've been hearing it for twenty years. Is this the year for cowboy fans? It's always the it's year. It's always the year. And then we just drop off a cliff and come back again. We're gluttons for punishment. I know. I grew up in this state. So many people are Dallas Cowboy fans, but my family coming from Kansas, we're big Chiefs fans. But when I was growing up, it was Cowboys were winning Super Bowls right and left. Yeah, that was a good run. But I'll have to admit, if I were betting on your team or my team, I'd probably bet on your team before I would bet on my team. Mahomes. Yeah, (laughs) it's the Mahomes effect. It's good to have a quarterback if you like like the NFL. Amen. Can I say amen about football on this podcast? I, I think so. Okay, all right. Good. I think so. I don't know if there's any rules. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, today we're going to begin a discussion on engage, pursue, share. If you've been around FBC for any time, you hear this saying that is, we are a church family that is engaging the Bible, pursuing Christ-centered relationships, and sharing the good news of Jesus. Eric, what what is this saying? I mean, is this our church's motto? Is this a purpose or a mission statement? Um, what is it, and why do we repeat it so often? Yeah, so 
You know, though I have a business background before I came into full-time pastoring, I'm not sure I'm a real expert on knowing what's a purpose statement or a mission statement. (laughs) I wrote down in in my notes as I pondered this question, it's a function statement. Mm. It's a function statement. And, you know, I, I, I would say we could we could go straight to one passage that'll kind of lay out the, the framework for us, the, the foundation, and that would be Acts 2. Okay. And I'm, if you'll permit me, I'm going to read 42 and then 46 and 47 out of chapter 2. Yeah, please. It says, They, these first Christians, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and, and the prayers. And then it goes on to say, you know, after that it says God basically did wonders among them, like, incredible, uh, wonderful things. And then it concludes by saying, day by day, attending the temple together, breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day, those who were saved. So did you, did you see those elements that engage? It says like they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching. Yeah. Pursue Christ-centered relationships, fellowship, breaking of bread, praying together, and then, you know, sharing the good news of Jesus. It doesn't explicitly say that, but what it says was they're in and among the people uh, where they lived. You know, they found favor with all the people, and God, as he always does even today, adds to their number those who were being saved. So I don't know what that exactly looked like, but what I know is it meant... They're engaged with their people in their place, in their time, doing their thing, and and they're they're bearing witness for the Lord, and he's he's growing the church. That's right. So that's that's where it comes from in my, in my in my mind. I I love that, and you have that first example right at the birth of church in Acts two. Yeah, but. You know, as we look at church history, we may not have as much detail as that just laid out about every fellowship and every local gathering or expression of the body throughout time. But that's what has happened for 2,000 years in local bodies that are thriving. Yeah, and don't you—let me ask you this, Heath. Don't you think we have a tendency or a risk of overcomplicating that at times? <laughs> you think? You yeah, know, right? in churchianity, you know, with models and everything else. I know. I mean, the reality is, and I'm not saying— it's not good to have a strategy and a process and all that. I think it is actually pretty good stuff. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you, I, in my mind, you better be able to come back to the fundamental building blocks that are timeless and have never changed. What are, what are your thoughts uh, on that? Are you that? trying to say that the church existed and thrived before there was MBA programs? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. That, sounds, that sounds good. I'll, I'll, I, could, I'll, I could say that. I'll I'm an MBA. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Okay. But I, I hear you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really that fundamental. Yeah. It, we don't, we can overcomplicate it for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I think, you know, a sweet spot is when you're, when you can steward that well and have a good time and place way of working that out in your own context yep. and always say, we're going to keep coming back to engage, pursue, share, then then you're firing on those cylinders. And I love how simple and clear that is mm-hmm. for for every level. Somebody that's been here for 45 years, somebody that's on staff, somebody that is just coming in the door, it's really clear what we're about and what we're going to be doing. And we can use that as a grid when we think about all the ministry opportunities that are in front of us. And we do. We do that as elders. We think about what the ministries we're doing, do they fit that grid? Yeah. And our, you know, our friend Jay Rhodes, who's on our team here, 
you know, he talks about how many times you have to say stuff before it sticks. Yeah. And we've been saying it a lot. And I think it's finally and encouragingly sticking that people can easily remember it and, and say it. And, of course, the proof in the pudding is then do it. Then do it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Absolutely. And we say it. Um, you can see it in the outline of our bulletin. Our bulletin is, I is love that. filtered. I do, too. It's filtered That's by the Engage Pursue Share. Yeah. And I see all the ministries um, that this church is involved in. I see the ministries embracing it and thinking about what they're doing through that grid as well. Amen. I yeah. love it. Yeah. It's excellent. So I'm trying to think. I mean, I think this is three, four, five-ish years old in that language, but... Having been here 12 years myself and and having been an elder, I know that this is kind of updated language, but this is still very true to the founding of this church. What are some of those other ways that we used to say this at Fellowship Bible Church that's really still the engage, pursue, share? Yeah, so before I, before I flesh that out, I would say it's not four or five years old. It's not the dozen years you've okay. been around. Yeah. It's not the... However many I've been around, it's it, it's as it's as old as Acts two. Acts two. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So again, well not to not to beat that dead horse, but man, this is we can't improve upon what God said the framework was and yeah. and how He built it from the beginning. Now, as it relates to FBC here in this local time and space, so this is a cool story. Back in the the early seventies, Doctor Gene Getz was. Um, noodling around on these issues of the church and super faithful to these timeless biblical principles. But he recognized that um, we want to also look at it through the lens of history and culture, Mm -hmm. where have we come from to find ourselves where we are? And then wherever we are, how do we contextualize things in the culture where we live to most effectively reach people for the cause of Christ. So Dr. Getz noodled that around, writes a book in the mid-70s called Sharpening the Focus of the Church. And in it, in addition to those lenses, he talked about three vital experiences. Okay. And we ended up at our church, I think, I don't know what the story is behind how it sort of became called Three Vital Relationships. Relationships, that's the one that, I recognize. That'll yeah. be one yeah. you recognize and some older timers will. But relationships with the Word, mm-hmm. with other believers, and with those outside the church. I think Dr. Getz said three vital experiences, Christian growth through Bible teaching, fellowship, and outreach. Fellowship, Bible, church. There you go. <laughs> so hence the name, right? Yeah. And so that's how he put it together, and I think is a super helpful construct with faithful interpretation from the Word to say, yeah. How do we look at this and say, how do we function today? Yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. And we, full circle, so here we are in 2022, engage, pursue, share. Yeah. What are the three vital relationships? Engage with the word. Yep. A pursue with other believers. Share. Outreach. Those outside of the church. The more things change, the more they <laughs> say the same, <laughs> Heath. Right. Oh, I love that. I, I'm so glad you walked through that because I have that knowledge. And you just kind of went into more detail than even I remember, but I wanted other people to, to hear that and, and see that connection, not only through the 45 years at this local body, but all the way back to Acts 2. Yeah. Yeah. 
side note, and I we might might be coming to a podcast near you at some point, but isn't that awesome that God has blessed this church with 45 years? It's incredible. I mean, praise God. It's older, older than me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I mean, you know, if you think about, I forget the scientific term for those who study, you know, ancestry. What is, what are it's not going to come it's to me. It's not an anthropologist, it, is it? Maybe it is. Uh, or they dig people up. They, I'm not I don't sure, know. But... That, that's, that sounds right. But scientifically, they look at a generation being 33 years. Ah. And to me, that sells me that Fellowship Bible Church is already a multi-generational church. Awesome. And that's something I know you know about me. That's passion in my heart is that this church continues in these same foundational principles and holds fast. Yes. Regardless of what the culture is doing. Yes to these things. And that's why we've made it as clear as possible. Engage, pursue, share. Amen. I'm with you. So the saying often gets truncated down to just engage, pursue, Mm -hmm. share, but it's actually longer. And it starts off with, we are a church family. And you've talked about this on Sunday mornings a, a bit, but I would love for you to flesh that out for us. What does it mean to be a church family? Well, if you'll permit me to, to again, say something before I get to the word family, The word church, okay? What is a church? Yeah, what is a church? Okay, so scripture has this word called ecclesia, and even people who are outside of the church may have heard that before, ecclesiology, ecclesiastical things, and it basically just means a gathering. It means an assembly, and if you broke that word down, this is super cool. The first part, ek, means out of, and the second, kaleo, means to call. So it's a gathered assembly called out of something. Mm. I think called out of the world, but remaining in the world, so to speak. And so then we're a church family. So we gather together, and 1 John 3, 1 says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. Wow. And so we are. So that's... That's why we're a family. Yeah. You know, I am fond of saying being a, a church family is really closer than any other form because it's it's a blood family, but it's the blood of Jesus. Yeah. So we talk about blood <laughs> families are the closest. I'm like, yeah, church family is even closer. Even closer. Because it's all bound together in the blood of Christ. We're his children. So you're my brother. When I call you brother, it's I'm I'm saying it biblically. And we see that language in the Bible and Paul talks about the church over and over. We use that analogy of a body with body parts all knitted together, all working together, not one part more important than the other. Amen. And all connected. And so family. Yeah. Yeah. So we are a church family. And I I love that you broke down that word church because I see it used in such confusing ways in culture. And it's just something that's developed over time. I know biblically that's the only way it's used the way you just described it. Exactly. But in our culture, we can say a church and refer to a physical building. Like there's a church right, right. there on 91st Street. I see the building. Right. Sometimes it's used to talk about an event, like we're going to church. Yes. And then sometimes people refer use the word church to refer to kind of the institution. Yeah. The so-called 501c3 piece. Yeah. But biblically speaking, the Bible never uses the word church for those three, mm-hmm. even though I understand that culturally we do. Yeah. Biblically, it is the body of believers. It yeah. is the ecclesia, as you say. Yeah. And Heath, you, you made a point right there. I'm not sure if you meant to. But I didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you've achieved all the success right. you've achieved? You just keep talking. An accidental success story. Um, 
Yeah, just keep <laughs> keep talking until they either all go go to sleep or this agree the, with you. The beauty of the podcast, Eric, we can, I can talk, 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 and I can just clip out the bad parts. Exactly. So you come off as a genius <laughs> every right. time. Okay. Uh, those listening in the audience, I'm going to tell you he's not. But anyway, um, you made the point that it's always the best move to go back to what Scripture says. Yeah. We may use it other ways. But Scripture's pretty darn clear about what it's saying, yeah. and and so we do well to let Scripture define these things for us. That's right. So we are a church family. Family. We are a body of believers that is going back to Acts 2, engaging the Bible, pursuing Christ-centered relationships, and sharing the good news of Jesus. That's all the time we have for today. We're going to continue this conversation over the following weeks to break down more of that engage, pursue, share piece. Thank you so much for joining me today, Eric. Oh, I, I loved it. Anytime, anytime I have Heath time is, is a good day. <laughs> Same with Eric. All right. Thank you all for checking it out, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us this week. At FBC, we're a church family that is engaging the Bible, pursuing Christ-centered relationships, and sharing the good news of Jesus. See you next week.